1: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: In a world where fossil fuel companies are terrified of school children, yeah. where world leaders are ignoring climate science, bing, bing, bong, bong. and nature is recreating doomsday movie plots, what will happen next, it's up to you. Listen to the Outrage and Optimism Podcast.
3: Before we dive in, I have a quick request. We're eager to know more about our audience, so we created a short listener survey to help us learn more about you. Visit wondermedianetwork.com slash survey to share your thoughts and be entered to win some Wonder Media Network swag. That's wondermedianetwork.com slash survey. You can also find the link in the episode notes. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. Today we're traveling back to 16th century counter-reformation Spain to talk about one of the great mystics of the Roman Catholic Church. A Carmelite nun, religious reformer, author, and theologian, she left behind an incredible organizational and intellectual legacy. Please welcome St. Teresa of Avila. Teresa de Cepeda Yaumada was born in 1515 in Ávila, Spain. Her father, a wool merchant who bought a knighthood, was one of the wealthiest men in the city. Teresa's mother was a devout Christian who emphasized the importance of her faith to her young daughter. Around 1535, after finishing her schooling, Teresa joined the local Carmelite convent of the Incarnation against her father's wishes. He was a strictly devout and austere man, who wasn't impressed with an order known for being fairly liberal in its devotional practices. After entering the convent, Teresa began an intense study of works on contemplative prayer, written mostly by medieval mystics. She was especially interested in the spiritual inner contemplation known as mental prayer. She believed it was integral to spiritual life. During that period, Teresa became seriously ill and spent nearly three years as an invalid. She'd become somewhat of a local celebrity, and her confinement caused significant worry throughout the community. While ill, Teresa maintained intense practical study of mental prayer and self-reflection. Then in 1555, Teresa underwent a spiritual awakening and began having ecstatic religious experiences. In 1559, she reported that Jesus had come to her in bodily form, but invisible. In another ecstatic vision made famous by Bernini's sculpture of the ecstasy of St. Teresa, she claimed to have experienced an angel repeatedly driving a fiery spear into her heart, causing incredible physical and spiritual pain. Teresa wrote down nearly everything that happened to her during her adult life, so these many episodes were meticulously documented. They're fascinating today for students of theology and modern medicine. Teresa's visions, coupled with her brilliant mind and strong knowledge of and interest in Christian mysticism, soon made her a well-known figure far beyond Avila. With her star on the rise, and vexed by what she saw in her own convent, Teresa decided it was time to restore the Carmelite order to its original focus on austerity and a strictly contemplative life. Over the prior two centuries, the Carmelites, like many orders, had become more spiritually lax and disinterested in austerity. In the vein of the Counter-Reformation occurring throughout Europe, Teresa found this highly problematic. She decided to take action and founded the Reformed Carmelite movement. In 1562, with the Pope's authorization, Teresa opened the first Convent of the Carmelite Reform. Nuns there withdrew completely from the world to focus exclusively on prayer and divine law, as well as complete austerity and a total reliance on charity for survival. In 1567, the head of the entire Carmelite order traveled from Rome to Avila to visit Teresa and officially approved her reforms. He then directed her to found more convents and also to establish monasteries. Teresa recruited a young Carmelite priest to start the Carmelite reform for men. Later known as St. John of the Cross, this young priest would become a famous mystic and poet in his own right. Though Teresa was almost always in ill health, she spent the rest of her life establishing and nurturing 16 more convents throughout Spain. A schism in the Carmelite order sidelined Teresa for a bit, but her great admirer King Philip II of Spain advocated for a solution in the reform movement's favor. And soon she was again traveling hundreds of miles on journeys to found new convents and check in on her established ones. Perhaps Teresa's greatest gift to posterity is her writings. These include her autobiography, The Life of Teresa of Jesus, and her seminal works, The Interior Castle, and The Way of Perfection. These, along with other writings, poems, and letters, form a vital part of the literary canon of Christian mysticism. They're also considered classics of Spanish Renaissance literature. Teresa died on October 4, 1582, while traveling to Burgos. She was canonized 40 years later by Pope Gregory XV. In 1970, Pope Paul VI named Teresa the first female doctor of the church in recognition for her centuries-long spiritual legacy to Catholicism. Tune in tomorrow for the story of another remarkable woman from history. All month long, we're talking about witches and saints. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator.
0: Talk to you tomorrow!
1: Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: In a world where fossil fuel companies are terrified of school children. Where world leaders are ignoring climate science. Bing bing bang bong. And nature is recreating doomsday movie plots. What will happen next? It's up to you. Listen to the Outrage and Optimism podcast.